0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 153 with uh, thanks as always to Tea Leaf Tea, La Petite Chocolat and Yeasty Boys. This is a conversation I had with Kiran Das. She is an Auckland-based reviewer and retailer. She is currently the book buyer for Time Out Bookshop. Um, She's got a long history of working in in retail for Unity Books in both Auckland and Wellington. And she's a freelance writer. She's also a podcaster. Uh, She is a reviewer on two main radio programs she reviews books with mikey havoc on bfm and on katherine ryan's um nine to noon on rnz she also uh, provides uh features on rnz on music 101 she interviews musicians and does and prepares radio features she writes for the listener she writes for, for loads of publications and uh she also djs takes records out to bars and gives them a spin and uh so you know i've, I've known karen for a while and i've known her work for a long time and um I wanted to catch up with her and, and, and sort of talk through with her how she's gone about doing what she does because it struck me that she she's done a lot of things I guess similar to what I do obviously in her own way and her, her own inimitable way and I think she's one of the country's finest reviewers and uh, I think we're sort of seeing that more and more in that she's being um, used to chair panel discussions and introduce literary events and judge competitions as well as just the, the sheer quality uh, work that she's pumping out as a reviewer on radio as a print reviewer and and the paper cuts podcast is, a, is on the spin-off platform you can find it wherever you find any podcasts it's a must listen if you're into books you know that's what it's about uh, she's the co-host with, with with two other people of that show and uh, and they talk about all things books lots of book reviews lots of uh, gossip from the from the book world, um, so this is a conversation with me and Karen where we just we just sort of um, share some stories on how on how we've gone about things and find out I find out a bit more about her story, her background, and and uh, I mean she sort of started off as a film reviewer primarily, but but now that's not really something she does. It's more uh, music and books, um, but she's a, a fantastic writer and and a great talent and great to talk to. So I hope you enjoy listening to this. This is me talking with Auckland based. Retailer and book buyer and DJ and critic and reviewer and radio compare and podcaster Karen Das. I mean I wanted to talk to you for the podcast for a while I guess because um, you do a lot of similar things to what I do in, in a very different way but including and you're still involved in retail but I had been working as a reviewer and working in retail too. I've even worked in a couple of bookstores.
1: Borders, you yeah, worked I at was
0: Borders, at, didn't yeah, you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Key. I did, yeah, yeah, and I worked it. it maybe I was gonna say worse <laughs> than that, but I worked at a paper plus. Mm. Some paper plus, <laughs>
1: this was a shit. This was okay, a shit all right, one. I was gonna say some, <laughs> yeah, are
0: yeah, great. No, this yeah. was terrible. This went out of business years ago and was rubbish. It was like your classic little kiosk that really sold greeting cards mm. and erasers yeah and bestseller you know new release bestsellers yeah and magazines and it was yeah it was horrible <laughs> um but uh, you know yours is a I mean I was reading your I guess probably hearing you on the radio certainly reading you um before I knew who you were and I was even probably served by you before I knew who you were which which I know what that's like too mm. and, and you know I've had people that I've sold CDs for years And then they would occasionally bring in a clipping of my my name on the bottom of the review and ask, hey, this guy's recommended this. And you have that moment where you're like, do I say that's me? Did did you always say if I didn't always. You didn't? And how did
1: you gauge whether you were?
0: or not? I was like, I guess that happened a lot when I worked in a shop Soul Charge, Mm. which meant, you know, I didn't have the person elbowing me and saying, tell them, tell them it's you. Um or them dealing with it and bringing it to me so I could make the call
1: I, I do yeah.
0: get that a lot I get it a lot yeah.
1: and I always tell them oh mm. hey that was me and yeah. I think it's quite lovely because yeah. they get such a thrill that they've come on waving their little bit of paper yeah. around um, I read this beautiful review and then I say oh well, that was me and then mm. they, they get such a kick out of it because they can talk to you about it further mm. and if they like that book they can come back and it kind of
0: yeah, you, that forges a relationship. relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, that is
0: so and I, had, I had, that experience when it, pretty much when it yeah. did happen, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big ogreous man, so like I could sound like a dick going, yeah, that was me. You know, <laughs> you might, you might have better luck getting. I think that was my thinking was like, you know, I'm going to come across like a. Fucking you don't want to puff of, yourself out exactly. Yeah. So you know, and I quite liked the alleged anonymity mm. of working in a store mm. uh, you know, It was di- I wasn't working in a store when I had my photo on stuff, that would have been a game over situation, yeah. but this was back in the print days
1: Well yeah. when I um, used to be the film reviewer mm. um, for Sunday Star Times mm. um, more than one Person actually said to me, "Oh, I've been reading your film reviews for a really long time, mm. um, and now that I've met you or know who you are, I'm really surprised because I thought Karen Das was a grumpy middle-aged old man, <laughs> <laughs> and instead they get this little girl that just didn't quite, yeah. 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 I had so that.
0: That's I had that. Funny. that who, who did I meet at Lickroll, Was it um, Emma Neal or someone? Oh, was yes. Like, and was like, oh, you're Simon Sutton I thought you were really old." <laughs> And so I had that just last year and I was like I am really old. That's like, funny, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And she's like no no I thought you were like 60 or something. <laughs> okay. And I was like I was like well Sundays I am, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 a funny world and yeah because you've you know I mean you've covered film, obviously you still regularly cover books mm. and you cover music mm. and um And so working in a bookstore, there is that overlay as well, that that overlap of you get people that come into a bookstore that just want to look at the music and film books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's, um, I think being a bookseller is very, it's quite public. I mean, Mm. the way I view it is that when you're on the shop floor, you're on stage Mm. and Um, Yeah, so you're always talking to people and building
0: relationships Mm. and
1: having that kind
0: of, um, yeah. So you mentioned Borders. What did you think of Megan Dunn's Tinderbox book?
1: Oh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I I I mean, I had
0: to... I was interested in talking to her anyway, but reading (laughs) that book, I had to podcast with her because of, uh, you know, particularly the outright naming of borders it, mm. it was she was describing some of my days mm, I <laughs> bet she much. was yeah and, then I, and but I you know I had that thought as I'm sure anyone who reviewed it and read it did that it's sort of a bit like high fidelity it, yes. it was that universal yeah. experience for someone yeah. in that industry but yeah it actually gave me like quite creepy cringy flashbacks
1: well even I mean obviously I don't well, we've not worked at Borders mm. but you know working in the book Trade so many recognisable crack mm. up moments mm. Um, mm. in that book that um, yeah really really resonant and mm. really funny um, yeah, mm. yeah yeah, loved it, very clever and writing from a really interesting angle mm. um, really well done and almost like such a simple idea yeah, that yeah. I sort of thought why don't I think of doing oh, this all way. you know yeah, 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 but yeah. of course we couldn't have, it was mm. very much Megan's mm. singular idea.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's it, it, um, it was like a really great non fiction novel, but it was more than just that. Absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. was its own little take on that or something yeah. like it was a genre to itself. So smart. Yeah, it makes the uh, mermaid book hotly anticipated. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was funny reading Tinderbox and mm. knowing Megan. Mm. Um, when I was reading it, I could not not hear her voice. Mm. I mean, you mm. know, she's got you yeah know, that voice, and I could yeah. just hear her kind of narrating it. Yeah. It was so um very present.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I must go back. Having met her, I must go back and read it again yeah. for that because talk. I love talking to her. She's such a clear thinker and mm. super smart and very yeah, funny, very, very sharp, very sharp. quick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. hopefully she's listening to this. <laughs> uh, she's getting yeah. all the plugs. Um, so well, let's go back because I. I mean, I know you, I've met you before, I've um, corresponded, I don't know you super well, yeah. but I know your work. Um, but I want to know where you grew up and how you found your way into mm. these various worlds. Um, kind
1: of weirdo niche worlds. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> exactly. But you, you've you know, done the mature, sensible thing of having a real job, I suppose, on, on the side. But or being a f- shop girl is a real job. Is, is it not? I mean, uh, Steve, what is a real job? Steve Martin wrote a book about it. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't yeah, it? yeah it, he doesn't did. That, doesn't that validate it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you're up this way, but not in Auckland. You grew up in, was it Narawahia? That's
1: right, yeah. yeah so I grew up in Narawahia. Yeah. And um,
0: I, I knew nothing about that except for the festival.
1: Yeah, the Great Narawahia yeah. Music Festival, yeah. which was actually on my um, grandfather's
0: farm. Oh wow
1: Yeah, okay. yeah And uh, my dad um, Well, my dad and my mum And Two of my sisters Well, maybe three of them No, three of them All three of my sisters were alive then But very small mm. um, And dad took um, He had his, He's really into Super 8 And um, had his own kind of facility To kind of um, develop film And um, he did photography as well And he took footage of Black Sabbath playing mm. um, on Granddad's farm, and it's really funny because it's off the Burning Cross. You know they they had yeah. this Burning yeah. Cross, but it's really funny because apparently it's like it was a really dungy <laughs> kind of makeshift mm. hokey kind of um, prop kind of thing, um, which looked you know like kind of amazing. Mm. The impact of this cross on in flames, but um, was actually in real life quite Mm. (laughs) dungy yeah Mm. yeah so i grew up in that yeah yeah and um went to primary school there but i went to high school at hamilton girls high so i used to catch the bus every day Mm. yeah
0: when did you find out about the the festival and the the fact that the footage existed like when in your Uh, life did that mean something to you?
1: Oh, I always knew you, about it, yeah, I was going to say, it was right, their yeah. family,
0: obviously. Yeah, absolutely. One of the family yeah. stories. It
1: was one of the family stories and, yeah. you know, going... How could it um, not be? Yeah, going to, you know, visit my grandparents. You know, they had the poster, um, you know, that really iconic image of the mm. Great Narawahia Music Festival, the guy with the little guitar and the really cool-looking... makes Narawahia look so cool, kind of like this yeah, yeah. paradise, which it really isn't at all, but...
0: Well, it's quite an amazing thing to have had happen. I mean... I Particularly with like a giant international headline yeah. oh, like Black Sabbath, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, kind of the still at the height of their yeah powers, absolutely. Yeah. And
1: um, and you know, the
0: best of New Zealand bands at the yeah. time, and
1: and having Sweetwaters in, yeah. in Naroa as well, yeah. yeah. So definitely always aware of that. But um, my sisters were hugely into music, so mm. that was pretty definitive for me and they're a lot older than me so they're 15 13 and 9 years older right so yeah it was really hard to not absorb mm. I mean not necessarily the same kinds of music but just the energy and that appreciation um and importance and also you know there wasn't a lot to do in Ngā Wahia mm. so all I had was music books and tv
0: mm. yeah and They've stuck with you yeah, You've, stuck, you've yeah, stuck with have stuck with them <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've seen yeah, you yeah. through thick and thin since, yeah, since, right, So you're yeah. in Hamilton for school yep. And what's going on there, not much, just school
1: Went to high school, which was fantastic Loved every minute of high school I feel like that's when I really Came into my own um, mm. Absolutely hated primary school Hated it <laughs> Miserable And then, you know, I went to high school in Hamilton And found a gang of Friends who I'm still friends with and, yeah, discovered and um, that, you know, it could do subjects like media studies and um, drama mm. and things like that, mm. so...
0: Mm. And then you... When do you... Um, when do you put words on the page? Are you... When uh, did I start? Yeah, I are d- you, like, a teen I, poet? <laughs> that,
1: Hardly. That, that, I'm not or, an adult poet. No, but
0: were, were you, in? No,
1: no, um... So the only thing I really was interested in... Yeah, I was definitely interested in writing. Mm. And, you know, in um, sixth form and seventh form, you know, we had the school magazine and school newspaper, so I was heavily involved in that. And I sort of thought, this is actually something that I enjoy doing, and I'm actually okay at it. Mm. Maybe that was just confidence that you have when you're a teenager. I don't know. But, Mm. um, yeah. And I just ditched everything else, all the other kind of subjects that I wasn't interested in
0: mm, mm. Yeah. So what what's the next or what's the big significant move in your life? Do you go to Auckland first or Wellington first? Or?
1: No neither actually, I, I went to film school mm-hmm. and um, that was doing moving image at WinTech in Hamilton and that was a three year um, Bachelor of Media Arts which was a three year filmmaking degree because um, I kind of had no idea what I had no idea what to do, really. I actually yeah. went there to do journalism because I thought, okay, I want to be a journalist. Mm. And so I, um, yeah, I went to Media Arts to do journalism and found the intro so boring, mm. deathly boring. <laughs> I hated it. It was yeah. so square. Yeah. And the people were so square and I just... I just couldn't connect with it. And mm. so, but I really loved doing moving image and, you know, loved film, loved cinema. Yeah. And, um, but I'm terrible with technical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not really technically minded. So I can't believe, <laughs> I think it's the collaborative, mm. um, nature of film, you know, that I was able to kind of bring in people to help me yeah. with that stuff. Yeah. Um, like editing and sound, um and camera operating um quite a different time then too Mm. for um moving image i mean it's come a long way since yeah yeah but um yeah so i did that for three years and then when that finished i had no idea what i was going to do (laughs) (laughs) because what are you going to do um and then was lucky enough in the summer holidays to get a phone call from them and they said hey you're um Marks have been shit hot, and we'd love you to come back and do some teaching. So I did that for about three years, which was cool. Mm, mm. But the other thing that I also did around that time was work at Browser's Bookshop in Hamilton. So I kind of, I'm sort of a mad woman. Mm. I always, I'm never quite content just doing one thing.
0: Yeah, you've always got... Yeah. A couple of pots on the boil. There's
1: something wrong with yeah. me. No, you know, no, I'm that's... always doing that. Um And so I worked at browsers. I sort of had this really neat shift there. It was something like, I used to do Saturdays, Saturday nights hmm. and Sundays. I worked, yeah, in the evenings, which was lovely. So that was my first bookshop kind of moment.
0: No, I understand that. I mean, I, I when I think about it, I've never had just one job. Hmm. I've never, ever just had a job
1: the odd times that i have i've been bloody miserable yeah yeah i don't know what that is and i i mean it's
0: funny because in in a way we i say we i think it's probably the same for you as me you we end up in a way becoming a little bit defined by what people seem to think is our job you called yourself a shop girl yeah um both sort of self-effacingly and fondly at the same time and, yeah. and other, so other people are allowed to do that and you're known for being a reviewer and it's been the same for me but but I want to do more than one thing because I think I, I always hate those conversations at parties where people just talk about their job it's like, mm. haven't you just been there? Mm. Isn't that what you were just doing? Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> And also, I never, I, when I catch up with my friends, like, my wife's always baffled afterwards. She's yeah. like, oh, so what are they doing for a job? now? I was like, I don't know. Denied. Like, <laughs> I, just spent, I just spent 20 hours with them and, and it never came up, you know? Like, yeah. we talked about Pulp Fiction or something stupid like that yeah. instead, you know, and yeah. how many times we used to watch it or whatever. Yeah. That is way more interesting.
1: I think, too, that, you know, a lot of the things that I do inform each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being the book buyer here at Time Out... Mm. Means I'm always working in advance. I'm always working months in advance about what books are coming out and that knowledge is so invaluable in terms mm. of my writing. Um yeah. 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 Um oh but also while I was teaching at Wintech I my first kind of proper regular writing thing was doing the film reviews for Nexus. Oh yeah. Which yeah. was the um, is the student yes, yeah. publication and I had a weekly column in there where I would just write about films. Yeah,
0: I mean, you did a lot of film stuff. It's not really stuff that you do at all now, really, no. is it? I no, mean, and still,
1: I yeah, I love film. I was going
0: to say you still participate as a viewer. Like st- yeah. you still go to film, absorb it, watch it, but you're not really on no the record way. about it now, eh? Nah.
1: And there's no way I would ever want to be a film really? critic again. Nah. Why? Just, I, yeah, I wonder about that. I just
0: just did it. And
1: I just it's feel done. like I. It might be a contentious thing to say, but I'm not that interested in contemporary cinema. Right, okay. And that might make me sound like a bit of a old yeah. washout.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, well, it there's makes, so much, yeah. It makes yeah. you sound like someone who's um, better off not being a film reviewer. Yeah,
1: and um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a really good go mm. at um, doing film stuff. And, and I mean, stuff.
0: we'll get to it, but are you, it strikes me you're a little bit like that with music. And that you're more interested in covering the things you want to cover. Than, yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: than than being that put on assignment to, yeah. which doesn't happen as much now. But no. to go and see Taylor Swift, if that's not what you want to do,
1: no, you,
0: you've never. And you, have you? I mean, were you ever really put in that position? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So. um it's jumping forward a bit Mm.
0: but when
1: I was um, a full-time freelancer I did a lot of music writing and I would just Mm. review what I was sent and um, a lot of it would be crap and I would say so. Mm.
0: Um, Where were you publishing those?
1: Oh so I did music reviews for the Sunday Star Times and real groove and rip it up mm. um groove guide and did you
0: review music for the dominion or even post ever i feel like mm. i saw you i mean you did some stuff for the dom yeah i, yeah, I feel I did, like you did no, some i
1: definitely did some stuff, stuff for the yeah, dom yeah i don't know if i did music for them i honestly can't remember i, feel like I, I know i did something books. There. yeah 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 i definitely did books for them mm. But I don't think I did music.
0: Mm, mm. I remember
1: I was interviewed once for the Dom about Joy Division. Mm. <laughs>
0: about a famous graffiti? Did they yeah, the photo yeah, it was yeah, kind of a, yeah, a bit about that. that, but
1: more of a pers- yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, mm. yeah, no, I think I have to prioritize my time now because I'm mm. so busy. Mm-hmm. I think over the last several years, my um, approach to reporting on music. Has definitely changed to wanting to shout out about stuff that I think is really worthy that people yeah. might not get to hear about otherwise. And if you look at the stuff that I do on RNZ, yeah. um, I'm kind of the person who will be championing kind of a niche mm. um, kind of area of music. And I'm really happy to do that because, you know, it's stuff that I think is really worthy mm. and that might not get covered otherwise.
0: But you do that well and you don't just. The th- whether it's for You know Maybe for RNZ That's mostly what you do But If you're talking about I guess A free jazz musician Or something like that yeah. Um But in your own listening That you're putting out there On Facebook Or whatever You know You're interested in like The Pet Shop Boys or Oh yeah Def Leppard oh, yeah. You know yeah, yeah, Obviously yeah. lots of Post Punk And Yeah New Romantic era Sort of stuff A lot of 80s stuff But So That's Really, mostly, deeply unsnobby. Versus, totally. Versus, so you, it's yeah, quite a totally. good way of uh, um, juxtaposing and not being painted as a as a snob, I suppose. Oh, I don't
1: think you could ever no. say that about me. Well, you, no,
0: but you, I, you could if you listened to one, <laughs> one thing piece. you did on RNZ and went, why is that shop girl talking about that stuff? That's, I don't understand that. So a person could do that, but that would be on them, not on you. That's yeah. right, yeah.
1: yeah. I think... Um, I remember at one point, you know, my my pop friends were like, you're too noise for us, and my noise <laughs> friends were like, you're too pop for us. Um, yeah. And I think that very much comes from um, having growing up in isolation in Naroa Wahia mm. and doing all that stuff independently mm. and really trusting my ears of what I like and yeah, not well kind of knowing or caring really what was cool.
0: I was going to ask how you find your way towards something like the Dead Sea or, what you know, whatever it is, something, mm. I don't know um, whether that's a good example, but, you know, something that's ever so slightly <laughs> off the off the pop music path.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, how, do, how do you find your way to that stuff? I think it finds me. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it finds me. I don't mm. know. Mm. Um, well, let's, let's go back to, so you're a film reviewer and you've done film school and you're teaching and you're working in a bookstore. Um, But you just, we jumped forward to how you were suddenly freelancing for all sorts of people. Mm. We've got radio stuff to talk about. I'm interested in how those, um, you know, so I'm aware of a lot of that stuff, but I'm obviously not aware of um, how that all happened and how those relationships were formed. And, you know, is it a combination of, I imagine it's a combination of, you doing a bit of a hustle and asking to do some things but also eventually or at some point people start coming to you Mm.
1: yeah a bit of both so I guess the real turning point Mm. was kind of teaching doing that film column for Nexus and working in the bookshop and then I thought I really like this writing thing (laughs) so I did um applied for journalism school at AUT Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is you know that's kind of it, really, mm. that's, that's the best, one of the best courses that you could do. And mm. so I moved up to Auckland and did the one-year graduate diploma in journalism and after that got a job straight away at the Star Times, Sunday Star Times, and um, freelanced. Oh, I, Once I left there, I freelanced mm. for them mm-hmm. um, as their film reviewer and doing interviews and music reviews and then just went freelance um in general and I guess doors opened having done that course Mm -hmm. because as soon as you said um I don't know what it's like now but whenever Mm. you'd say to someone oh I've done this course or I'm doing this course um they would instantly, you know, be interested and mm. want to give you work. But also while I was doing um, that course, I was freelancing while I was there, so I was kind of writing mm. for pavement. Yeah. And I was writing for Staple, which was in Wellington, so I was working and building mm. up um, a portfolio. Staple
0: was a cool yeah. magazine wasn't It was it? cool. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, I did some stuff for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Cass. Yeah. Cass yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, they had cool. a
0: really good um idea ahead had a yeah. really good um, product yeah and um and, a, and obviously you just wouldn't get that off the ground now at all but I know different a different
1: time eh
0: they had a good enough run with it but it yeah. seemed to finish a bit prematurely I know I feel like, like that too yeah it
1: sort of hitting its stride yeah so yeah gathered quite a good portfolio yeah
0: yeah so when do you move from I mean print you know each print thing I'm I'm, I'm thinking about for myself here I'm sure it's similar for you um, each print thing is exciting Each new venture is mm. kind of exciting And a bit nervous, you get a new mm. editor And you yeah. think, it's basically What's the dynamic that's here? That's right, and it's basically yeah. assignments And you hope you get an A kind of thing Or yeah. a C will do like, It's yeah. just like that it is. And um, you know, if you, Some give you heaps of feedback Some don't, rah rah yeah. rah So each time you get a new kind of project It's exciting, but it's still just writing When do you make the jump to I guess speaking on radio and how do you find that as a oh, different yeah. medium?
1: I absolutely love it. Mm. And um, that actually purely happened from... Oh, when I moved to back to Auckland from Wellington. Mm. And um, Unity Books had been offered a monthly slot reviewing books on um, RNZ's Nine to Noon with mm. Catherine Ryan and Tilly Lloyd, the manager mm. um, at Wellington said she was really staunch about me doing it, she really really pushed for it um, really pushed for me mm. to be able to share that slot with her, um, so we went turnabout and that was my first kind of. Oh, I did do one on News Talk ZB, and apparently they didn't get me back on because apparently I sounded too intelligent. <laughs> and apparently that's what they actually said. So um, it's a bit weird.
0: No, I believe that. I believe that because because uh, uh, they gave me a post for a while. So there you go. Okay. I was clearly just dumb enough. <laughs> so uh, maybe that was them being polite about yeah saying yeah. that I wasn't. Um, so, how did you find? I guess the first time doing that, and 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 you you do it all the time now, and we'll talk about that. But you're a regular RNZ contributor and BFM, hmm, and yeah. you're a podcaster about books. Yeah, um, you so, can't avoid is, me. So well, well, obviously <laughs> the podcast's a little different in that it's you know it defies the idea of being formal, but you guys yeah. still review as part of that. But did did you find? the first time or two that you spoke on radio about books as a review that you were suddenly like, oh, God, I didn't actually say everything I wanted to say. Oh, I or, felt you know, sick. Yeah. I
1: felt sick. Yeah. I was sick with nerves. And Is that even a review? I, <laughs> yeah, kind of thing, eh? I think it was yeah. terrible. Right. I think it was a really mm. garbage review because mm. mm. I just... Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just something you get better at. Because
0: it's a completely different format. It's a different format. format. Yeah. Totally different. I mean, the, the only thing that's the same is you, you essentially you've prepared for it the same way mm. in that you've read the book. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Or whatever, or you've yeah. listened to the album. Yeah. Because I mean, but when I did CD reviews on Good Morning TV. That's like,
1: right, I remember that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I the, remember you doing. Good right, Morning yeah, CD well the, reviews, yeah. Well, the yeah, only yeah. reason I did it was, well, it was for a paycheck, obviously. But the experience of well, wow, this is completely different. Yeah, you know, this is it's just good so to different. push. It's and, really good to push yourself. And at the end yeah. of the first year of it, my, my parents were like. We recorded every single one, and we've had them put on a DVD for you. And it's like that's lovely. I'm. I'm never, never gonna watch it. Never watching that. <laughs> like there's enough distance now. My son might look at it one day for a laugh, but um, you know how horrifying, particularly the first year. Yeah. Because it took so ages great. to get. Yeah. You know, even half pie, com- not good at it, but just comfortable with it. Yeah,
1: totally. And I,
0: I and then you know I it's different again with radio. There is a slight relax in that mm. you're not being seen but it's still, you're live on air.
1: Um, Actually, and how I started doing, because sometimes I produce, um, as a contractor, music Mm. pieces for RNZ, and that happened completely out of the blue Um, one day, it must have been 2012, And I got a phone call out of the blue from Emma Smith, who was the then host of um, Music 101. Mm. And she said, oh, hey, like, we were just talking about who we might like to do some shows for us, uh, pieces for us. Would you be interested in interviewing someone? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I thought that was the coolest Mm -hmm. thing, you know, like great to be asked to do something mm. and I have to confess that I got so crippled with anxiety <laughs> about it that I I actually rang her up and said oh I'm really sick <laughs> I can't wow. do it wow. I can't do it, she said oh you sound terrible, you need to do a salt gargle, um, take care and I felt so bad but I couldn't do it mm. um, and I how, just said no
0: When you say you couldn't do it how, how far did the idea get off I had.
1: Oh, I might have rang her the next day. Yeah. And it would have been one of those last minute things yeah. where it was sort of like.
0: Yeah.
1: Can you interview somebody tomorrow? Yeah. Um. And, and I just kind of freaked out thinking, ah, I don't know yeah. what to do. Um. And then I got over myself. Yeah. And just did more.
0: Mm. I. I
1: did it, and the more you do it,
0: it's mm. fine. Mm. Yeah. Who do, Who do you um. How different is it, because I've done this a tiny bit, but I would say you've done this far more than me. How different is it for you interviewing a writer to a musician? Is it vastly different in your approach? No, no. You you treat it the same way? I mean, mean obviously you've got your preparation, and your preparation is fundamentally... Different and it's medium, but it, you're going through the same steps.
1: Go through the same steps, yeah. and you do your research. Um, you're just, so you don't you're even... just researching a different media, you know, yeah, like you're yeah, reading yeah. a book or yeah. um, listening to a record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I sort of approach all my research and preparation probably yeah, the same yeah. way.
0: And yeah, so you don't have a particular preference over speaking to musicians mm. or writers. It's just about the person.
1: It's and, about probably and, the person in their craft and their work. Yeah, for sure. That's a yeah. good question, though. Um,
0: yeah, I just wondered, because you, you yeah. really have done loads of both. Lots of both, yeah. Eh? yeah, Yeah.
1: Probably like talking to musicians a little bit
0: more. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that because a writers notoriously...
1: I think writers guarded or, uh, not not because writers are guarded, but I feel writers are quite maybe a little bit focused in their interests. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes if you talk to a musician,
0: yeah, they're influenced by so many yeah.
1: different. Um, and
0: sometimes the best thing they'll say will be actually something kind of almost wildly off topic, or that's how you can get a connection yeah. with them. Or
1: but I I just love I love interviewing and talking to people whose mm. work I am interested in, so I can sort of get an insight into their craft.
0: Mm. Yeah. Have you had, um, do you want to share a, an interview horror story?
1: Ah.
0: Or have you not had any? Um. Because you even I'm have those, like, yeah. you, I mean, I, I got off the phone with someone once and the, the publicist said, how was that? And I said, I don't think that was very good. That was fucking awful. Yeah. Like, that wasn't yeah. much fun. Yeah. But the job's done. Yeah. And then they messaged me back later that day, and they're like, Oh, he loved it. It was his favourite interview oh, of the session. Oh, that's so nice. I, it? No, but it, and you know, there's no way to tell that story without it sounding like some sort of humble brag, but ah. it, I don't mean that. It's just like, that's it how different it It was news to you. It was, to, it was news yeah. to me. And that, yeah. yeah. And it was like, that was John Mayle. Oh, so yeah. So it's a pretty random person, it is, but yeah, it was yeah. just, he mm. had apparently actually said, Oh, it must have been his last one, maybe for the day or whatever, but.
1: Yeah. You know. I think I've only actually ever had one, I mean, I've interviewed a lot lot of people mm. and i think i've only ever had in that whole time one group that was a local group and they were so fucking rude to me God. and i was sort of like man your music <laughs> is actually garbage yeah, yeah. And, and I'm asking, and I've taken the care to ask you really thought insightful, out. thoughtful yeah, questions that I think you would be hard bloody pressed to be asked by anybody else. And you're
0: going to get good coverage and, if you're not a dick.
1: And you are, like, so cool that you haven't mm. even taken your sunglasses off. Oh, God. It's like, can you be that more clichéd? Yeah. And that was quite telling to me that, yeah. you know, like, that professionalism, it just wasn't there.
0: Mm. Um you, you speak to someone from around the world that's worth millions yeah, of dollars exactly. and they're amazing and they turn up and do it. And, you're and just
1: you'll thinking, probably keep in touch even. Yeah, you know, and you, just, you
0: almost want to shove that in the face of I those know. dumb of those dumb punks and say that's how you do it, like yeah. that's how you should be. Like, that was inter- you should, that's yeah. what you should
1: aspire to. I thought that was quite an eye-opening um, mm. thing. I mean, I don't yeah. care, but... Um, yeah. And I remember once, you know, I interviewed... I think, just talking about something that surprised me, interviewing mm. um, Shirley Manson yeah. from, from Garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <Ben> is Garbage. <laughs> I know. And um, I just said, oh, yeah, I'll talk to her, because yeah. I knew that she was into cool stuff. Yeah. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with Scottish post-punk. Mm-hmm. And she was growing up in Scotland there, at the time. At the time yeah. And I remember talking to her, and I just said, oh, hey, oh, some book had come out or something. Mm. Something had come out and I said, oh, hey, um, you know, what do you think of these bands? And I mentioned Fire Engines, the group that yeah. I really like, and she just bugged out and she said, you know what, you've really touched my bloody heart. Um, that yeah. is so important to me. And wow. we just had this great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up being such a fabulous ex- yeah. experience. And I just had so much respect for her. And then the publicist, I mean, publicists never do this. Mm. I don't think... A lot of them are not actually very personable mm-hmm. and don't have very good email manners. No or not at all. they're not very polite or <laughs> no. you know, don't even know how to write an email not a lot at all. of the time. <laughs> they're like actually quite useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, the publicist said Oh, Shirley just said that was the best interview that wow. she has ever done yeah. and she was so thrilled. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah so
1: that was that super was cool really to hear, cool. Like, yeah
0: that's amazing um, yeah I, I'm having a mind blank over the guy's name you all know but the, oh Anton Corbine the oh, yeah, photographer yeah. he made yeah. that Joy Division film yeah he did and I interviewed him and I was really nervous about interviewing him and then I was kind of like uh, like he made this really cool short film about Captain Beefheart I don't know if oh, you know oh cool it's, no I don't it's yeah. nine minutes long oh, amazing. it's bonkers I think you can find it pretty easily yeah. on YouTube but I had imported it on DVD back when that was a thing you might do, and
1: oh, was Big Heart still alive at the time? He'd
0: made, yeah, he'd shot footage oh, of, right, it. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and it's it's like a kind of surrealist, you know, fictional doco because cool. it, it's it's sort of a meta thing, and I'd loved that. I'd had that for years, and so I thought, oh, I'll bring that up in the interview, and then he he, you know, rewarded me with like. I've been sitting in a hotel room for four days. I've done four hundred interviews. You're the first person that's um, talked about that. Yeah, that is sure, one of my absolute favourite yeah, projects I've done. Cool. I didn't think I'd ever get asked about that. And you're just like, man, that's a good thing to it's good eh? when that happens. You can't help but kind of revel in that a little bit.
1: I feel a bit dorky, but <laughs> yeah. the one example that I've come up with was Shirley Manson of all people, like the person that you know, it's just out of no, all the people I've ever
0: interviewed. I sometimes um, find yeah. that. The the people that have given me the very best phone interviews have been people who are, I'm respectful of their talent and maybe a little bit interested in them, but I'm not like a hardcore fan.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm thinking like Jim Kerr from Simple Minds.
1: Oh, Super. hey. No, 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 you no. know they're
0: like, they are no, one I of I my know, I know that. Well, that's... <laughs> I interviewed him once too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he cool? He was I so interviewed him twice amazing. and he remembered it and I was yeah. like, you know, that's a good start like, why would you yeah. remember talking he, um, to someone in New Zealand?
1: He kept calling me my dear, <laughs> and I'm so cool, like I can keep my cool, but yeah. Jim so Kerr calling cool.
0: me oh, my dear he's a, like, he's a great, a He's a great great example for me to give but a, a bad example around the you know, it's not like I'm not a fan I really like some of ones. I'm just saying they're not <laughs> I wasn't freaking out to talk to him is what I mean I was yeah right (laughs) but you still nailed it yeah Yeah. but he's one of those dudes I thought was that's a professional talker when he needs to be that's yeah. a guy who can just do it
1: the cool thing but
0: about he's also not
1: on autopilot no the cool thing about him is that he is into cool stuff that's, yeah yeah and is enthusiastic like mm. i think first and foremost he is a music and culture lover so mm-hmm. he can talk about books
0: and sport and
1: film yeah exactly yeah and <laughs> yeah. sport um so
0: yeah. yeah 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 but what i mean is yeah he's he's not going to go on autopilot he's not going to just do an interview because he's has yeah, to. He's yeah. going through the motions, and he's reached that level where he can just sort of go, "Well, I won't do this. Mm. I don't need to do them." So he's at, he's kind of, I guess, hoping to get something out of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I interviewed Salmonella Dub once in a hotel room, yeah. and the whole time Tikitane was just playing um, video games. <laughs> 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 that was kind of out of it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah. is that normal?"
0: I think okay. that you just give me a, the, a flashback. I think the very first international musician I. He didn't even talk to me. Uh, interviewed was was the mad professor, oh, which cool. was cool, but he was sitting in a hotel room in Christchurch with Salmonella Dove, and, he, and they were just smoking weed in the hotel room with him. And uh, it was quite it was quite a strange... Yeah. He was cool, but it was quite yeah. a strange... You know, he was describing the scenario. Strange context, <laughs> yeah. So you... Um, You like doing the radio stuff, you didn't at first, you didn't, the first time you did it, you didn't, you couldn't do it. It's not that I didn't
1: like it. Yeah, you were freaked out. I probably... So how did you get over that? Just by doing it. By doing it, And because it was a regular thing, I had Mm, to do it. mm. And also, I really like...
0: But what was that conversation like? Were they just like, oh, well, we'll try you again, you'll just, you know, you'll do it? Yeah. And so you did it, and then And also, I'm
1: probably, I don't know, like, I'm probably pretty hard on myself Mm. as well, Mm. and, um obsess over doing things properly mm. and yeah mm. so it was probably a lot of that inner critic as well yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and um, how have you gone over the years with um, some version of hate mail
1: oh right either um,
0: you know and and we started by talking about the whole people either recognizing you in a shop or you saying I wrote that if they ask has there ever been a negative blowback to that
1: just trying to think. I think either way, people don't bother with me. Mm. I mean, I'm so. I mean, like, mm. no. I, I remember one time when I was doing the student paper film reviews for mm. Nexus. Some guy took the time to still remember his name. Actually, he took the time to on refill, handwrite um, a letter about why he liked my reviews but um, what he didn't like about them and the thing he didn't like, he said, don't swear so much, it's um, unbecoming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no. Oh, I guess there was the time, the Mint Chicks thing. Oh, that was. Um,
0: can you so remind me of that?
1: I think I reviewed an album of theirs and I didn't like it. Mm. And I sort of probably said a little bit dismissively, they sound like a um, Buzzcocks covers band. And remember I'd actually been seeing their really early shows Mm -hmm. in different places like Hamilton and Auckland and I'd sort of been been exposed to them quite a bit Mm. and uh, I just didn't like the album
0: Yeah
1: And then um, in the next issue of that magazine I saw a live show review where um the reviewer said oh and then they got up and said this one's going out to the bitch who called us a buzzcocks oh, covers band
0: wow. oh i didn't know and they wrote about it. that yeah. in the
1: review i was like oh that was me yeah, yeah, um yeah. why do they care what <laughs> i think okay that's weird wow. um and then when dear dear pete shelley
0: yeah um
1: passed away um yeah I saw an old tweet from them saying oh well, you know he meant a lot to us no, oh, well, you didn't like it when yeah, you were called yeah, a buzzcocks covers band. But um, yeah, I, that's that's so oh, that's, that's so long ago. Did
0: you have you did you have any interaction with either of the and Chips brothers in their other projects or no? Have no. you followed them at all? Are you no. interested in that stuff? Just no. no so yeah,
1: okay.
0: No. That's easy then. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that was so long ago, like, you know, over a decade ago. And nothing's really happened since... I mean, I think the nice thing is that when you do something that people like, they tend to sort of say, oh, you know, I heard your thing, it was neat.
0: And radio is a great... Medium for that, particularly, mm. I think. Like, people mm. get really interested in the. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done a couple of RNZ features and, and do some review segments, and it's nice hearing when people are interested in that stuff.
1: But, you know, I never know. I mean, like, yeah. even when I'm at BFM and, you know, yeah. people are always texting in and calling mm. in, and whenever I finish a review and the phone rings in there, mm. I always sort of think, oh, is that someone oh, is that- ringing <laughs> up to complain about
0: me? <laughs> well, I was, I was going to ask, we might as well get into this now, what, you know, your. Because uh, I guess you're. Concurrently reviewing on RNZ and BFM, yeah, yeah. talking about books, um, yeah. but they would they are well I know because I've heard them they're very different types of reviews and how easy is it to to switch hats I guess in both cases you've got a very strong but different radio personality that you're interacting with so they set the tone is that kind of how that works Yeah
1: and also different books as well so you know when I'm looking at books to review I sort of think oh that's a BFM book because mm -hmm. usually it's music um, or culture related it's a lot more informal quite chatty um, and can go on for a little bit whereas you know um, at RNZ you don't know how much time you're going to have and you have to try and fit and communicate as much information as you can because you don't know if they're going to cut you off in four yeah. minutes or give you seven...
0: Or jump to um, breaking news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can yeah, yeah. Can happen. Yeah, it can
1: happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite different, and quite different audiences as well.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I don't
1: think anything could get past an RNZ listener. If you mucked, mucked it up, you would hear about
0: it, Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's my feeling when, yeah. I, uh, when I go in there. Yeah. Like, I'm... Um, it's a good thing to do, but you definitely take it seriously. Yeah,
1: I had a, f- oh, a funny thing happened when I started working at Time Out. I, um, I was in the children's room, and there were some people in there, and I just sort of said, oh, is everyone in here okay? Can I help anybody? Mm. And one older woman said, oh, you won't be able to help me, I don't think. But just on the off chance, um, I'll ask you anyway... Um, I heard a really good review on RNZ this morning um, and it was me mm, mm. and I said oh that was me and um, she was like oh was it and it was like she didn't believe yeah, yeah. me yeah. and I said oh was it Deborah Levy's The Cost of Living and she said yes it was yeah. and I said yeah that was me and yeah. um, she's like oh you are clever <laughs> um, she was my friend after that but yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of crack up when that something like that happens. I had, but I, then I started doubting myself. Like, oh,
0: did I actually? <laughs> was that me? Was that me? Me? I, My one that's related to that is being soul charged in the CD store, and a woman coming in with a clipping of some early 2000s kind of comeback album by Marianne Faithful oh, yeah, It was pretty good, yeah. I can't remember which one it was, yeah. but it was good. She did quite a few and uh, it might have been the start of something. Yeah. And my name was on the bottom of the review and she said, can, can, do you have this album? And I said, yeah. And she goes, can I listen to it? Because this review is great. And you know, this person reckons this album's worth listening to. And I love Marianne Faithful." And I said, yeah, same. Um, and, Did you I, tell her no, well, I wasn't going to, obviously. So I go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. I've I've been listening to her for years, and it's one of her best albums. Yeah. And this woman just looked at me like, "What do you and know?" And goes, "And goes, uh, I've been listening to her for a lot longer That's than you." funny, eh? And it's so funny. I just kind of yeah. went, "Well, I I can't get out of this without thrusting forward." So I said, "Well, I wrote the review." that you brought in yeah, and she was then she was into it she was like yeah. oh cool oh, yeah. oh great yeah. oh this is you you know." sometimes they just and I was need just a
1: like, little connection yeah well I was
0: like that's where I did do the oh well I will say because yeah. it's like she already thinks I'm a dick like <laughs> it can't get worse it yeah. can only get better like and it kind of did and I'm prepared for it to go further yeah. pear shaped if it did so that's kind of funny um, so what about the um, the spin off podcast that you mm. do let's talk about that because I, I, I mean pass. I love talking to I mean We've been talking a bit about radio, which podcasting is a version of, but I do love talking to people who do a podcast, and yours is a very different podcast to this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so...
0: You've got a gang.
1: Yeah, I've got a gang, and we call it The Band. Yeah. Um, So Paper Cuts is a podcast that um, I host and produced alongside Jenna Todd, um, who I work alongside at Time Out with, and Louisa Cossa, who... um, is a previous um, time out shop girl, but mm. is now working at Penguin Random House New Zealand, and we're just three friends that really love books, mm. and we just had the idea: hey, wouldn't it be cool to do a books podcast uh, where we talk about the books, what we're reading, kind of like a book book group? Um,
0: yeah, 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 I was going to say it's a bit yeah. like a book group on air.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty smooth and easy mm. doing it. You guys
0: are all in safe hands. You all feel like. We're
1: so comfortable with each other. On the same quest. We're quite similar with our um, palette of Mm. reading, um, but are always introducing each other to something new. I think that's a really good dynamic and relationship Mm -hmm. to have and um i think oh what have we done like nine or ten yeah. episodes yeah. so far it's pretty free range eh like it's so it's been an adjustment for me because everything i do is so considered mm. and so locked down mm, to and a
0: specific quite time polished or whatever. Yeah, as well yeah, yeah. and
1: yeah. very researched and mm. eloquent and is, this is a
0: more of a ramble this
1: is free range mm. and quite chatty yeah and um louisa and jenna are so good at that
0: yeah
1: um so that's been something new for
0: me. Mm, but you yeah. don't you don't stick out in it as the one who's struggling with that. <laughs> you know, you oh, don't no, you yeah. don't. But, Some, oh, um, but I can understand from your background, it's just going, different. This yeah. is different for me.
1: Um Tanya from Hachette, mm. um, the publisher, she said, oh, you're the earth to their wind and fire.
0: <laughs> well, there you <laughs> well, I'm go. I'm not sure how
1: I feel about that. Well, it's so, the band. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so we do it monthly. Yeah. Yeah. We're so just figuring it out.
0: That's still going on.
1: Still going on. The um, most recent pod has just gone up. Yeah. Um, so people can... Like out. it and subscribe to it and yeah. listen to it on the podcast. Yeah, and um, we're on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And they run for about an hour. They're about ish. an
1: hour-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And you, d- yeah, as you say, like there's there's definitely a review component to it. Yeah, and or several review components yeah. in a way, but it allows you to, you know. Talk about Jordan Peterson, yes, which, which you've done oh, a few times, yeah, but some, yeah. something like that. If, 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 if yeah. there's a breakout story about a yeah. writer, or if they're touring yeah. but it's not a, yeah. a festival or whatever, someone one yeah. you know,
1: we um got a bit of backlash. Oh, yeah, that it would have, have been a big first, backlash. One, yeah, I think the Jordan B. Peterson moment. That might have been our first podcast, or certainly one of the earliest ones, and we have a little segment in there called Who the Fuck is, Mm. and we'll just kind of talk about um, a a phenomenon in publishing, Mm. you know, some author Mm. um, or book or Or trend or or moment, and Jordan B. Peterson's 12 Rules for Life um, was just going gangbusters and we just sort of looked into who he was and he was um in that slot and people must just have him set up um, on their search alerts
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. when
1: it went up on twitter all these people just attacked us for it and i think one of the best ones was um some guy tweeted and said you can hear the toxic femininity seeping through the cracks and wow. I just think that is the most disturbingly yes. visual, evocative kind of statement. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um,
0: that dude's channel was were,
1: <laughs> Yeah, people were saying... Oh, they haven't read the review, uh, the book, but you know they're reviewing it, and we just had to point out this is not a review slot. Mm. This is us just talking about. Oh yeah, something. but good luck
0: with that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. I had nine years of writing a blog and being told, you know, I read your review of such yeah, and such, I and that's know. like that was four hundred words. That was not a review. Yeah. Or that was. Two and a half thousand yeah. words, and yeah. it was an interview. Yeah, I read your review of such and such, and you, you just have to give that away.
1: Yeah, and let um, people
0: decide that they've, they've decided it's a review. Yeah,
1: um, but we do friendly ones as well. Mm. So another, mm. um, I think another who the fuckers was, someone that we really liked. It might have been David Sedaris. Oh or yes, someone. I
0: think did a one. Yeah, one. so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Talk about him. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's just us kind of The lowdown And we have a bit of a format so we sort of start With book news so it might be Significant awards that have been announced Mm. Or you know like we did the booker Or um, literary festivals around New Zealand Mm. and then we each Do um, book reviews of what we've been Reading and sometimes If we've all read the same book we'll do a um, Deep dive like a a book review Where we're all talking about it Mm. And then we do a little segment at the end Which is um, not Books, so it could be a TV show, film festival, or record, or just something that we're all in that each of us is enjoying. Mm. Yeah,
0: so I mean, you're very much describing, as you said at the start of the talk about the podcast, uh, a bit of a book group, and it strikes me your life is a bit of a book club (laughs) in a way, in various. But have you, do you belong to an actual book club? How many times have you? like? <laughs> okay, and yeah, exactly. You described
1: it perfectly. And yet I am not a member mm. of a book group. No,
0: fair enough. And
1: I never have, I'd quite like to be. But I understand
0: but who, that. Nobody like, wants No that. one wants you. <laughs> well, I
1: don't know. Like I've never really been, I don't know. I'm just not in a book group. I love the idea yeah. of being in
0: a book group. Well, I always get, um, <laughs> oh, you must go to the music quiz. And it's like, I don't think I've ever been to yeah. a music quiz either like i have a I've,
1: couple
0: of times i've found myself in quiz teams at like fundraiser things for my wife's work and when there's a music round, everyone stares at me and I, go, <laughs> yeah. and I go and i go i don't listen to the radio it's, It'll just, be, it's just gonna yeah. be shit about what's on the radio and i don't know what's on yeah, <laughs> you know exactly I'm, I'm no better than anyone else
1: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i so, understand
0: that so it's a similar sort of thing but i
1: think one of the nicest feedback Moments mm. of feedback that we've had from people about the podcast is that they say, "Oh, it's like being a member, mm. or a fly on the wall at the best book group in town." I think that is the nicest um,
0: well, kind I was, of bit of feedback. I so. was catching up with the, I guess, the pre-Christmas episode just a couple of days ago, and I was thinking about it. Oh,
1: We're I, all I, deranged from Christmas retail, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but
0: but I was thinking about, obviously, knowing I was coming to talk to you, but I, I was thinking that. You guys do a good job of um, explaining stuff, and uh, but not being, you know, not assuming people don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, also cool. explaining it in case they haven't, because that's, that's quite good. a tricky yeah. line to walk. You don't want to, you know, ramble on and on about this book that actually loads of people have read, and you're spoiling it, or you're, or you, yeah. you know, you're just rehashing what they've done. But at the same time, you want to sell people on stuff, but you want it to be of interest just like any review really you want to yes. you know and so in your conversations on that you do that well i think
1: oh that's great to great to hear yeah and
0: um because because there's some dreadful podcasts in that style out there like do you mean know, about books or just or in mu- general yeah topics like you know not 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 just books but mm. like um i started trying to you know i started i've started trying to find i mean there's so many bad bob dylan podcasts oh. you <laughs> I found a really good one, and it's not like my main hobby is yeah. looking for Bob Dylan podcasts, but last year I was going through a bit of a, a reconnection with Bob. As Have you, you ever do listened with to things? his
1: radio show? Oh yeah, yeah. I loved
0: it, I, but I arrived at that quite late, I um, knew about it, and yeah. I, but last year I started listening to a bunch of them, and they were really cool, I liked them, I liked listening to them like a whole group of them. I remember really start to get in character. Yeah, like follow the character. Yeah.
1: I do remember being quite hungover on certain days at mm. Unity Wellington, and my co-worker would play <laughs> the Bob Dylan radio show mm. for something like six hours. Oh,
0: <laughs> God. Yeah, that
1: yeah. was um, um, a real endurance.
0: Test, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Think. No, well, that's you know, any any outside influence when you're hungover at work and retail. Quite is, great, and, yeah. That's right.
1: Quite sensitive, yeah. You're out. You're. To
0: now, you know, when I was at borders, it was hungover listening to things like Nora Jones and Michael oh, Bublé and oh God. Um, I
1: can't even imagine
0: Delt that. Because yeah. it was all set playlist, yeah, which was quite bad. <laughs> you know, coming from the pain. coming yeah. from the CD store where you did at least get to choose yeah. what yeah. you played. You might you might suck it up and play a Robbie Williams album because it was selling, but you would have. Anything else the rest of the, the yeah. day um, Well speaking of um, Soundtracks and choosing things When and how and why Do you move into DJing Because this is another component well, yeah. Of your of your uh, many hats <laughs> Several yeah. jobs So
1: I guess Yeah playing records yeah. Um, In bars and stuff mm. um, So I remember Once um, in Wellington My friend Sam Hamilton Had come from Auckland down to Wellington to play a show at Happy and he said oh hey have you got any records at home do you want to come down to Happy and play some yeah. and I thought I can't do that <laughs> I just thought why is he asking me that I can't do that and I was like no yeah. I was like no I'm not going to do that but thank you um so I was so shy and no confidence and I can't how do I even do that yeah. and then I remember my really good friend Stephen said do you know what people don't generally care if you're flash and good at mixing or whatever they just, just want to hear yeah. yeah they just want to hear some good um, yeah. tunes
0: Yeah.
1: and the first time I ever did it was um, at Golden Dawn in um, Ponsonby which um, RIP such yeah, a bedtime. massive gap um, yeah. we miss it yeah. so much and um got asked to play records there on a Friday night and it was my first time ever and I went from seven o'clock till two a.m. and it was packed because it was the busiest night and it was fine Mm. and I thought wow I I did it.
0: They had one of the best setups for playing records I played records there once a year once or twice a year while it existed just when I would come up and um, it was such a great
1: so great. place
0: to set up, great staff to, you know, yeah. they built a whole culture that it was yeah. expected that someone or yeah. well, several people a night were going to come in and play records and they had you doing shifts and they paid you On The night they gave you vouchers for drinks, they came over to check if you needed one, so you can always watching to to see if you're okay, totally. And they're being harangued, yeah, yeah, or if something you know um, goes wrong, they're there and they bring you over a toasted sandwich if you wanted one, or off the menu, yeah, yeah, yeah. so special. So, I mean, that's amazing because you you often have. An experience doing that sort of work that's not like that at all it's just yeah. like set up and play and yeah help yourself to a water you know and, and, <laughs> so, and, yeah. and invoice yeah. and get paid six weeks later we're pretty so lucky yeah
1: pretty lucky <laughs> yeah. having that um yeah um it's quite a regular thing to mm. do over the last you know since mm. about 2012 being able to do that quite but you regularly. often
0: you often play records in tandem with someone some, a, yeah, yeah, I do. Not like, always, but you often do, right? Because I like. guess
1: for me, it's a fun thing to mm. do with friends, and it's what we would be
0: doing at home. Yes, it's just like taking a private party yeah, out, <laughs>
1: taking it the mobile disco, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and so we quite like doing it as a yeah. gang, and we yeah. sort of, yeah. Um, but I have done it on my on, yeah. my, on my own, yeah. but it is so much more fun doing it with a
0: power when you do it with someone uh with a buddy do you do it deck for deck or do you just take turns being in charge and then swap like
1: usually just go kind of 20 minutes each and then kind of go turn about yeah but then it's kind of fun if you go 45 for 45 towards the end of the night yeah that can be a real fun thing to do yeah
0: um
1: yeah so that was a really fun thing to do and again it was Something where I was pushing myself to do mm. something that I mm. felt quite shy about doing—not yeah. about my music, but just being able to do it. Yeah. Um, well, which I mean, probably it's... sounds like a dumb thing to say. No, but, but...
0: it's—I'm I, I, the same. I mean, I—I I love how you said taking records and playing them in bars because you were sort of sh- shrugging off the DJ tag, and yeah. I've always done that too. I don't do it often, but when I do it, I say I'm going to go and play some records in a bar. I don't say I'm DJing tonight because it's... I feel like... DJs get to earn that title yeah. if they if they if they mix and scratch and, and you know turn up with flash record bags. They've earned that title, oh, yeah. DJ. And I'm yeah. actually trying to be respectful of that. It's yeah. not a false modest thing, or a, totally. But when it when it goes well and it feels seamless, it is easy and it is fun. Yeah. But it's like it is nerve wracking, particularly again. <laughs> it's a bit like assignments with journalism. It's like yeah. every first new venue. Is going to have a different setup. Who's going to be there? What, what's this crowd what are they about? Gonna be yeah, be like, you know, have um, I? Why did I bring these records? <laughs> you know, <like.
1: laughs> yeah, it's such a fun thing to do. Mm. Don't get to do it as much mm. um, now that uh, Golden Dawn's not there. But yeah. you know, Matt Crawley does, he's just amazing in oh, yeah. everything he does, he just yeah. really adds um, something quite special in what he's doing at Flying Out, you know um,
0: mm. so he's on Fridays and doing yeah, yeah, and
1: you know, um, my friends and I were some of the first people to do that and yeah. it was so much fun and yeah. I really love that he is open to having I guess, scumbags like me come <laughs> along and um, you know, like weirdos come mm. along and be a part of this community yeah um,
0: he yeah. was actually telling me he's got these um, these guys that come in and are just obsessed with anything to do with Japanese jazz yeah. and oh, jazz yeah. funk and, and yeah. they're real collectors and they're turning up to play records there and he's like, you know, I'm just so intrigued to see what they'll play because yeah. they're like, you know, it, I'm it, could, intrigued. it could be good or it could be bad yeah. but they're real collectors and they are just grabbing anything to do with this particular yeah. genre. So. I think
1: um, that stuff is so good for communities, mm. eh? It's really mm. good for um kind of that community outreach and um involving the community and how record shops and bookshops yeah. can be um you know, like your third place, you know, mm. like your third places mm somewhere that's not work and it's not home but it's the the third place where you feel comfortable and safe and welcome Mm, and part mm. of a community so so how
0: long have you been in bookshops all up so you started off in browsers you've been at unity in auckland and in wellington then back to auckland or was it
1: somewhere else in auckland then it was um it was browsers in Hamilton and then unity books in wellington Mm. and then unity books in auckland Six years each. Yeah, and yeah now
0: six time years out.
1: each, and
0: now time out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And now you're in a book buying role. That's right. Yeah. And um, how how does that change your reading habits? Do you have to skim read a bit? Um. Well, not really.
1: I'm I'm not really a skim reader, but I think I'm a good reader. So mm. you just have an instinct for something, and there are all these little markers and clues about. Mm. Quality markers, mm. I think. Um, this is me sort of speaking off the top of my head, really, mm, but um, yeah, little markers that you will know whether something's worth checking out, and it could be like an imprint or a publisher or a writer. Um, you know, like you just mm, kind mm. of know, and you have to prioritise your reading. But I think um, any book buyer. read an awful lot for their job because you're always working um, months ahead and kind of, you're like basically um, setting the tone and the yeah, the tone of the but shop.
0: It's also one of the, you obviously read a lot, lot of books anyway. It's like, yeah. it's like, people go, what do you do? Oh, I review music. Oh, you must listen to a lot of music. Well, why do you think I'm a fucking music reviewer? You know, like, yeah. so it's like, how did you become a book buyer? Like, part of it is you read a lot of books. Read a lot of books. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's part of it. Yeah,
1: and I think yeah. definitely reviewing. Mm. Um, reviewing and writing and interviewing, all of that stuff, um, is so I think it really does kind of feed into being a book buyer and vice Absolutely. versa. They're very they yeah. are so related and so beneficial and useful for each
0: yeah, other. Yeah, you I mean you're you're directly contacting and trying to influence the audience as a reviewer, you're mm. actually hearing feedback around that, yeah, you that's know, right. as well as your experiences reading a book yourself and being on the shop for all of it yeah now what's your outside of music books themselves what's your scottish post-punk of books you know if that's does that make sense to you if that's Um, your if that's your big niche music thing what's your what's your book thing that you're hooked on yeah so i mean i read a lot of
1: music books but um i just love literary fiction and Mm. um yeah, I don't read so much genre fiction, but yeah, love literary fiction, mm. yeah, definitely. So, mm. And there's some great New Zealand fiction being published at the moment. It's really exciting, just seeing some really fresh, exciting voices coming through, um, and existing voices kind of pursuing new territories, which mm. is so exciting to see.
0: And Shane Carter's memoir.
1: Shane Carter's memoir, Coming? which yep. I think is March. May March. May is it? May? Yep, yep.
0: Something like that.
1: Um, yeah. Dead People I Have Known.
0: Yeah, have you you've read it? No. No, 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 no neither.
1: No. I can't wait to Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward I to can, it. I'm, I know
1: he'll be able to write.
0: Yeah, um, that's my feeling. Is and it's I going think to he'll do good.
1: he'll do a good job.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm really looking forward to
0: yeah. that. Um, yeah. Um, and so what's on the cards this year? Obviously you're still quite new in the book buying
1: Yeah, so, you know, or how long does
0: that take to, I I guess in some levels, in some ways you hit the ground running with it, because it's, you know, books so well, but is it a big leap, is it a?
1: No, I think the biggest leap was just starting in a different bookshop, because it's a different, um, different spot in Auckland, different punters, yeah. um, Yeah, so moving from the CBD to quite a suburban, Mm. um, inner-city kind of Mm. bookshop. Um, But, you know, I did do a bit of buying in my previous Mm. role Mm. so, Mm. and was always kind of a few steps ahead.
0: Yeah. Working in advance
1: yeah. as well As a reviewer too As a reviewer yeah, yeah, As yeah. a reviewer, yeah um, But last year was a massive year for mm. me Because, you know, I started here mm. And then was a judge at the PANS um, Book Design Awards mm. And then chaired sessions um, at three literary festivals Yeah, wow And that was the first time I'd done oh, anything right. like either of those really So, so yeah, it was a year demand
0: now Well I was going to ask you what it was like doing the You know, I had that, I know you you find that Cave horrific enough anyway but I had that horrific experience going to his completely oh, unmoderated Q&A. Yeah, yeah. What is it like being the person in charge like in a... In oh a,
1: fabulous, yeah, yeah fabulous really, really wonderful mm. dynamic and um, so for Hamilton Book Month it was three authors and that was Dame Fiona Kidman, Catherine Robertson and Julie Thomas mm. so that was kind of wrangling and negotiating three authors in a panel Mm. um, about fiction writing um, and that was great and then the next one was um, a session about music writing about music and Mm. music that has um, been really important to three writers and they were the amazing Philip Hoare from Mm. um, Britain who was just such a remarkable writer and he had a um beginning in writing for zines and he was there at the outbrunk of yeah. of um punk and you know he sung on stage with Buzzcocks and clash and yeah, right. managed bands and he ran a little independent record label as well so he was on the panel and pip adam and yeah. chris Tees, um and mcclow so yeah that was really cool and then yeah. um at Lit Crawl in Wellington, it was one author, which was really quite lovely, and that was Zoya Patel, an amazing um, feminist mm. writer from Australia.
0: Mm. Mm. So right. it was
1: a big year so, last year. Yeah, three
0: very different yeah. um, moderating, comparing experiences. Yeah, here. yeah, a
1: great experience, and I just love yeah. um, doing new things, and um, yeah. that was a, a great experience to kind of push myself. Mm. I mean, absolutely sick with nerves. Um, and as well as judging the Pans Book Design Awards that was a new thing. Yeah,
0: but, yeah. And you mentioned um, in the podcast Lit Crawl and how the how exciting yeah, that is. Energy. And isn't it amazing? It's it just is every amazing. year it's just getting
1: Yeah.
0: Feels like every year it's just growing on some level.
1: It was so buzzy and so everyone was so energized and mm. enthusiastic and I think um, a town like Wellington really lends itself just mm. something like that because it's so compact and it's like a grid and they have all the venues so it's really easy and exciting and it just, oh, I was so impressed. Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting to see if Claire and Andrew get the job of taking over the main <laughs> book thing at some point, you know, the main Writers and Readers yeah. Week. But
1: They've got a great niche. I hope yeah, they'll have me I, back.
0: I'm sure it they, they will. I think they're quite good at um, understanding building relationships themselves and understanding yeah. what kind of works and I, when to try something again yeah, and when to try something yeah. new that involve someone that they've used elsewhere.
1: Quite impressed at their insight to kind of match people that they yeah. thought of me, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I thought that was just,
0: and yeah, And last cool. year they did the, because I mean, <laughs> they did it all with a fucking, about a five or six-month-old baby. I know. So they... Brought in a guest curator, which was a cool move. Yeah, which was Chris Teague. That was Chris and, Teess, yeah. yeah, and so they just—that's leap of faith stuff all yeah. round. But it really worked well. It's like yeah. he understood, he had the right tone, and j- jumped at it. And yeah. he so then he brought in who he brought in. You know, some different perhaps some different people that wouldn't have made it, and they were confident to leave that to him. It was really cool.
1: Oh, I mean, this year. I hope they'll have me back this year. Yeah, yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah, we're in 2019.
0: <laughs> we're in this year. yeah. It's, yeah. it's in that tricky phase. Yeah. So, yeah, so you had a big year last and year. And then we started
1: so Paper Cuts
0: as well. Yes, yeah, that was, um, I was going to say, that was last year. Yeah. Initiative, so.
1: And also just writing mm. a lot. I feel like I was writing a lot more and producing mm. a lot more radio last year as well. Mm. Um, music pieces for RNZ and... Um, just writing in the NZ Herald And then the
0: listener um, yeah. yeah Yeah, you're everywhere you you can't, all, um, Yeah, you can't avoid can't, me can't afford you. So, so another year of that, fingers crossed Is what you're basically yeah. asking for within reason Yeah, within, yeah, yeah With a bit of breathing space it's, but
1: Yeah, it's all good stuff It's all good stuff And it all feeds into each other, I think I mean, quite I feel so lucky to be in a position Where I can do all these things it, It's just well, a unique can, angle You
0: could do most of them with a... Um, a wine or a yeah you know what or a pause you know you what yeah. you know it's uh, as as busy as that is it's a kind of i imagine it's a kind of stress you thrive on a lot of the yeah, time yeah although
1: i think last year was quite intense mm. and so i sort of thought you know all my interests and hobbies that all related to work mm. All the things I love to do and are interested in, books, music, film, yeah. whatever, they're all kind of, I'm always on, that yeah. part of my brain.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I thought, I actually need to do something. You should
0: start a book club. Start a book
1: club. <laughs> 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 oh, I've started gardening. Oh,
0: well, there you go. I've yeah. started
1: gardening. How's that
0: going?
1: Oh, bloody good. I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's cool to do something that's just, yeah, that... you know, like kind of wholesome.
0: People love it as a... As a um, a therapy and a, a mm, philosophy I can see why, I can see why but it, the, the thought also repulses me like oh, yeah, I, you know I, I just that. think I can't do it
1: well if I can do it you can do it I don't know But I think I've been reading a lot last year about the natural world um, mm-hmm. one of my favorite writers Olivia Lang mm. I read her book um to the river which is a beautiful really elusive and eloquent um study of the River Ouse in Sussex mm. where Virginia Woolf drowned and it's her kind of charting her walking the river from source to sea and the way she activates the natural world was so beautiful to me and I also read Derek Jarman's Modern Nature which was about um, the filmmaker mm. Derek Jarman who um, bought um, a little cottage in this kind of barren area in Dungeness on the coast there and started this garden called um. At Prospect Cottage mm. and the way I read them at the same time and um, Olivia Lang, it turns out I actually interviewed her for the listener and I mm. told her I'd been reading that book uh, Modern Nature and she said oh that was the biggest influence on her and when she wrote to the river that was mm. the voice she was trying to channel, wow. yeah. so it was really cool I came to them at the same time, which often happens actually, mm. it's a weird thing about reading, there's these weird connections um, so it was sort of Growing this appreciation um, For the natural world And also reading Philip Hoare Who writes a lot about the sea And Mm. um, the elements Yeah
0: Wow Yeah I think um, I'm glad you mentioned those books Because I think in both cases It might have actually been your recommendation on, on your paper cuts, but they're both books I got out from the library. Oh, fantastic. Didn't get to, but I oh, have <laughs> marked them like I, I need to. There. No, well, I've got to go back to them. Yeah, so that, do. You know, I, that happens a lot. I, I, I'm across the road from the library, so I yeah. go in and get stuff all the time too next to the bed (laughs) and then it sits there for a few weeks and then it goes back and I know know, all about
1: the bedside bookstack yeah yeah yeah, I was gonna say how
0: heaving is yours
1: (laughs) it's pretty big Mm. yeah Mm. yeah but um yeah there's just books everywhere yeah yeah books everywhere (laughs) but um yeah so that um yeah it was great reading great reading last year
0: Mm. and so what apart from the shankara what's what are you looking forward to in the Immediate months. Oh, and
1: the immediate or what months. Can you, um, or
0: what do you want to plug for the store if you've yeah. got anything on
1: so as well? So one book that I'm so excited mm. about is um, David Keenan's book, For the Good Times. And David Keenan is um, a Scottish-based writer. And I first came to his work through his writing in The Wire, right, the yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was you know, a music writer. And he wrote a really great book called England's Hidden Reverse, which was about kind of weird... Um, music um in England writing about bands that I really liked like Coil and Nurse With Wound Mm. and Whitehouse they were really definitive groups for me when I was a teenager Mm. so I was living in Narawahia and listening to extreme music Mm. like Coil and Nurse With Wound and quite um yeah music like that that really actually shaped the way my ears are tuned in a way um and then a couple of years ago, he wrote his first novel called This Is Memorial Device. And I, have you read it? No, no, So he has bloody cracked the rock novel. Right. He's done what no other writer yeah, they, has. Yeah, because it's it. a
0: patchy, that's
1: yeah. a, that's a patchy it is. domain. And he absolutely nailed it. Right. And it's about, Oh, i have
0: to read it. Yeah, it's yeah. about this
1: mythical group. Wow. Post-punk group, so it's all post-punk And um, just riddled with references To my record collection Basically, spoke to me Called Memorial Device, this mythical group So he's got a new novel Coming out in February called For the Good Times, and it's set during The Troubles um, In Belfast Um, Yeah, and it is I've read it, and it's Mm. Oh, I know. It's funny to say it in January, but I know it would be one of my novels of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's
0: cool. I've already found my best record of the year. What's that? It's the new um Delines or Delines album. Who's that? That's Willie Flauton's.
1: Oh, right, the writer. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. he's
0: got the Richmond Fontaine yes, band, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's an amazing oh, novelist. I, yeah. I really love his novels.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure he's got a new one coming
0: out this year. Um, probably. Oh, he put one out at the start of last year. He's probably got another one. I think so. He's I keep, I keep wanting him to release a book of short stories because I saw him do a reading in San Francisco a few years ago and he he read, I, I love the novels, but he read these short stories that were amazing.
1: Would work really well for his style.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, and he was so great at reading them and I know there's, there's one that it's just on Spotify that you can check out that's a spoken word yeah. thing he did that's like 45 yeah. minutes. Um, but this is a band where he's got a female lead singer so he's mm. writing for another voice mm. and these are like musical short stories they mm. really are so I don't reckon much is going to beat that this year. And yeah. I, I quite like just having the record yeah. of the year sign up. Like if it, you know, if if something improves on it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's it's good to have the back pocket, <laughs> you know, yeah. the contender there. So, so that's the same yeah. with your book. Yeah, absolutely loved <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I'll be um, pushing that book. Cool. And, um, um, is there anything else you wanna talk about that we haven't talked about?
1: I think it's been pretty um, comprehensive and wide, <laughs> wide, wide ranging. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Which is what I hoped for. Now it's been good. I've, I mean, I I appreciate so much of what you put out into the and you do it with a you know. Like, like a duck swimming on the water you know like i
1: think the, you mean a swan looking graceful on the top and paddling furiously the, yeah,
0: underneath absolutely. no no it's <laughs> yeah. it's you know no one's seeing the the furious paddling at all yeah. but it's all very graceful and smooth so thank you Simon. you know keep it up thank you <laughs> no, yeah likewise yeah, yeah well thanks. it's cool yeah no that's great and i love um yeah i, I really look forward to the paper cuts podcast i really enjoy it
1: great thank yeah. you